Welcome to episode 10 of Colin Talk, featuring a recap of all the best moments on the show so far. Let's kick it off with episode 1, where it all got started when we had no microphone or recording equipment. In this clip, John comments on net neutrality. The thing with the internet uh, neutrality thing, I think they've already uh, subjugated it. Like, we're, we're pretty much... There's, I mean, there's they not tried to downplay it do. for possible, but I don't think that they've done it yet. I, I just don't. It's not possible. It's very likely. I, well, it's very likely. It's not, it's not that it's, it's possible. It's, it's likely that they're, they're already doing it. They're already, they're already in control. I mean, I think, they've got, uh, I think they're waiting in anticipation until it, we find out if it's actually been moved to Title I. Because uh, well, that, that Ajay Pai guy or whatever. Hold on a second. Yeah. That, that Ajay Pai. He, he was talking about how um, he's like, well, they could just put it in their terms and conditions and then, you know, that works great. Well, nobody reads terms and conditions. Right. So. Right. Exactly. What's, what's the point of it? So, but also, know? Colin, how would you prove that they weren't doing it? Or they were doing it? Well, like, you, I mean, you wouldn't know. I mean, how, they would already... you, how would you actually even know? In our second episode, I had a chance to interview brothers Patrick and Darby. This clip has the brothers discussing Democrats suing Trump in Congress. Uh, about the Democrats that are suing Trump, uh, why do you think President Trump's attorney also hired an attorney? Because <laughs> that's <laughs> that, interesting. Yeah, that never... strikes me as funny. Now, I'm not familiar with that uh, at all, but uh, uh, I, am, I have been trying to figure that part out. Okay, what about Darby? Uh, you would definitely want the most advice experience that you can get in any case, but that seems to indicate that you need some backup. It, it does strike me that if you hire an attorney, um, perhaps it's just the, uh, the letterhead name that you see, when in fact most attorneys are actually associated with a team. One of the highlights of episode four was the interesting political views of Dennis Eric as we discussed Trump's travel ban, the health care bill, as well as the Supreme Court. Well, they've had eight years to try to put a bill in place, or at least fashion one that they could put in there immediately. Repealing it, I'm not sure how exactly they could do that. What would actually be of that? I can't think of the word, but I, I, I don't know where they would go with just repealing it, because it would literally put millions of people out immediately, I'm assuming. In episode six, I had a chance to speak with Aaron and Julia from Care Oregon, where they discussed the possible changes that would occur if Republicans pass the health care bill. I think it really remains to be seen. Overarching impact that we've seen with all of the versions of the bills are that people in Medicaid are probably going to lose coverage. Um, so the funding for Medicaid itself is um, put at risk. Um, it puts more of the onus on states to come up with the dollars to pay for Medicaid services in general, and many states simply don't have the resources um, to contribute more to, to maintain current Medicaid enrollment. It also tends to make makes it more difficult for people who are either older or may have pre-existing conditions or are sicker, um, and their care is more expensive. Um, both versions make it pretty challenging for uh, people with pre-existing conditions to access affordable health care services. The other thing that I think this bill does uh, that's different than, than the previous version is that it splits up the kinds of coverage um, that people can access. So they have a kind of skinny insurance uh, coverage that would be less expensive but also not cover very many services. And um, most likely people who are already healthy, you know, maybe young, 
maybe low income and think, well, I don't really go to the doctor very often, so I don't need you know big fancy coverage um, with lots and lots of services in it, so I'll just buy the cheaper version. But then the people who are sicker and really need a lot of coverage or you know may have conditions that, that they are at risk for uh, needing more healthcare services are gonna have to buy the more expensive, you know, more robust packages. But what that does is the way insurance works in general is that you have to have a pool of healthy people who pay a little bit more than what their care costs. Uh, And then you have sicker people who may cost a little bit more than what they spend. And on the aggregate, it sort of makes it affordable for everybody because everybody's paying a little bit and some people need a lot and some people don't need very much at all. In our special edition for Episode 7, we had the opportunity to speak with CEO Carter Davies and veteran Ryan Kramer about the special meeting behind Lift for the 22. So in 2012, the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs had been conducting a study the past few years prior to that, uh, where they were measuring death certificates in 21 states. Um, And if the death certificate stated that the individual that died was a veteran and that the cause of death was suicide, um, they were tallying those numbers and they finally came out with their statistic that 22 veterans were on average committing suicide a day. The number has since changed. Uh, In 2016, they released a more comprehensive study um, that used all 50 states and they used medical reporting from all the post-deployment health clinics and all the other clinics within the VA system and they're averaging that 20 veterans are committing suicide a day. Um, But as an organization as a whole, the 22 number is where this movement began. Um, It's where the veteran community realized that we had a significant problem that we needed to address, Um, and that number will always symbolize the movement of fighting veterans. Anything Ryan would like to jump in and say? Well, you know, when it comes to what that number is made of, 22, actually, been personally affected by suicide a lot just with my own ranks when i was in the military i have a lot of friends who are, are part of that daily number and so being a part of this helps me on a personal level not only fight in our first health and fitness special edition with trainers Brittany roberts and mclean leonard we got to talk in depth about nutrition and fitness most people either they work out or they have the diet part and you got to understand both of those go together because if you don't you're not going to see the results you want to see and, and dieting, it's really complex, not just for, you know, people in general, for every individual person. Everyone's diet is different. Everyone's body is different. Um, people use different fuel sources than others. Um, so you really got to hone in and know yourself um, and, and figure out what diet works for you. Are you making healthy choices or do you just think you're making healthy choices? Um, knowing that eating more processed food as opposed to actual whole food um, is, is better for you. Knowing like which one is, is better for you and not just taking those shortcuts, even though it may be quick and easy. Episode 9 is truly the best of the podcast, marking the number one episode on Apple Podcasts and the Call and Talk blog. In that episode, we talked with Ryan from Workout Anytime Beaverton about workout and exercise techniques. I mean, all the exercises are pretty basic. There's nothing crazy. There's no secret maneuver that's just so much better than the other. It's really just how your body responds to it. I mean, you have to, it's more than just moving. You got to actually put your brain and your muscle connected. So when you do like a curl, make sure that you feel nothing but the curl in your, in, and think about it in your mind. Like visualize your whatever muscle you're working out moving t- 
exactly how you want. You don't do it all fast and all crazy. You want to do it slow, like controlled, because that's what's going to give you the best, best muscle fiber recruitment, really. Time under tension is what builds muscle. So if you're freaking just slapping them out real quick, that time that your muscle's under tension is going to be decreased if you actually just move through the movement slower. And I had a good, uh, when I was in the military, believe it or not, I was deployed twice, and each time I had a different workout partner. First time I worked out, he was more of like an ego lifter. Just, he wanted to lift heavy weights and maybe not use the best form, but just move something big in the gym. I was my first lifting partner, so I did learn how to work out. That was my first time. Sure, I got some results, whatever have you. But my second tour, I had a different type of workout partner. He was a former Croatian bodybuilder. So his concept of working out in fitness was totally different. His was mind-muscle contraction. Don't use huge weights. Don't lift with your ego. Don't compare yourself to other people in the gym because they might have been doing it longer than you. So it's not fair to compare. Right. You have to do it, compare yourself and how you were the other day. Right, you'll gain experience as you go. Right, he was big on form, he was really big on getting that contraction and getting that pump. And using less weights and, and uh, less injuries, less risk of injury, I was actually got far more results working with that type of mental mind connection as opposed to just going like uncontrollable beast mode. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I mean, if you go beastie, but use your brain, you're really gonna unlock the most potential. So someone asked, well, what should I do differently? Like, well, have you ever thought about thinking with your brain too, at the same time as you're lifting? I see a lot of people, they, they're doing the right movement, but they're not doing the right, they're not connected to the movement. They're just going through the motions. They're not using the motion to right. get what they need to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. We'll be back next week to debut our new technology and net neutrality edition with Rick Hermanson. So let's make this the most popular episode yet. That's our show. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher for an episode every Sunday. Be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts to be featured on our website's testimonials. I'm Colin, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.